1: Welcome into the fantasy football report. We are joined by Matt Jones. You probably know him from his work at FTN Network, also former Rotoviz writer, covering a lot of DFS and PGA for us. Uh, we're excited to have him on. Matt, how's it going?
2: Um, other than you know, uh, all of my lineups and all of my teams, uh, <laughs> it's going pretty well. <laughs>
3: um before we get into the fantasy stuff i actually was looking at your twitter profile and you have something here called head brewmaster at jones beach brew you want to talk to me a little bit about that
2: uh yeah we're uh, we're we should be um should be in market hopefully by thanksgiving uh in theory uh, maybe maybe by new year's uh, is the is the end goal it's one of those <laughs> things that everything that you think takes a month takes three months um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're, we should be, we should be open, uh, open up and in business uh here pretty soon. And, uh, where's
3: the market you're going to be serving?
2: Uh, it will, we'll be on Long Island, uh, Long Island. mostly to start Long Island and New York city. And then hopefully, uh, hopefully go grow from there, but we'll, uh, we'll see how, see how it goes, you know, nice. can't be worse than, uh, than my lineups today. So, <laughs> Yeah,
1: uh, it's weird to have so many bad lineups on a week when I think four teams scored uh, over 40. But uh, here we are, you know, uh, one of those teams that scored over 40 was the Bucks. Tom Brady passed for 411 yards and five touchdowns. Um, I mean, you know, uh, are we talking MVP season here for Tom Brady? Can you feel like what could go wrong for this team from here on out?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're just the the Bucks in general are just clicking at. It almost seems like they can just do whatever they want. Like they can just pick two guys during the week and just be like, "Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a an Evans and Brown week, and we're just gonna do like whatever the hell we feel like doing." Uh, and and nobody's nobody's really seemed to have much of an answer for them. So, I mean, it, the like, Tom Brady just isn't like, uh, isn't the same species as, uh, as anybody, uh, else in the league. I don't think it's, it's really kind of amazing to watch. Um, they're, they're just going to run away with everything. It, it feels like, um, but you know, it's October and and things do change. Uh, maybe, maybe he'll get a little tired in his old age, uh, come, come November, but I wouldn't bet on it.
3: Yeah, it's, What's really interesting to me is just how pass happy this team has been, even in the red zone. Uh, they just, they just aggressively sling the football. Um, like even Gio Bernard got into the mix, catching a catch, catch catching a 10 yard TD earlier, but the two, yeah. I mean like both, both Brown and Evans had like a couple of TDs each. Um, Antonio Brown really has been a pretty impressive, you know, he really is like the boom bust kind of a guy, right? Like he, just oscillates wildly and today was just one of those massive games it was really interesting watching these like you know guys who we think or theoretically should be washed play at this like incredible all-star level well i mean brady like you said just a completely different species because like there are a bunch of like older quarterbacks in the league who are looking completely completely dusted um and 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 brady somehow actually looks better than a lot, a lot of young quarterbacks who we think are good right so that's that's kind of uh disastrous uh, on that <laughs> end um I mean I mean it's just it's just not fair like he wants to pay to 50 he probably could he probably could like it's it's kind of ridiculous um I, I I did want to talk about this one guy on the other side of the football there in, in miles Gaskin uh he only had like five rushing attempts but like he caught, 10 targets, man. All 10 of his targets for 74 yards and two TDs. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, this is a Christian McCaffrey stat line, right? Like, this is, like, Christian McCaffrey level stat line. Uh, You know, like, do you think this, like, usage from Miles Gaskin is going to continue going forward? Do we expect to see some more shenanigans with Malcolm Brown, like, going forward? Like, what are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I mean, just thinking about it, like, was this not the same game script last week where he got, what, like three tenths of a of a fantasy point, <laughs> like <laughs> yep. I don't, like I truly, I truly don't understand, um, like I don't get how that, I don't get how that filters through and that is like processed as like oh like this week we're not gonna use him whatsoever and then the following week the game runs exactly the same way and we're like oh we're <laughs> like I just um, I think the usage is just gonna be inconsistent. Um, you know, I like him. Uh, I I think that in general, he should be used like this. Um, and they, you know, it seems like at least with Brissette, I mean, not that Tua look great either, but it seems like they're probably going to find themselves in this game script. Um, maybe not to this extent, but uh, th- they're going to be trailing a lot. And you would you would hope that he would be used this way every time that they're trailing. So hopefully this is like the that tipping point where... Uh, the coaching staff just sort of realizes like oh you know we we can get this guy the ball in space and let him do what he did for us last year and and, and you know let him at least contribute in some way because there's not a whole lot else fuller out you know there, there's all this other stuff going on there um two is out like you you gotta got figure your playmaker and he is one of those guys so um i'm hoping that this is like the week that we look back on and we're like oh this is when this is when everything clicked and he began you know the usage that that he probably should have been seeing uh the whole year
3: (laughs) yeah because because malcolm brown like the guy who was basically getting all the work last week he didn't he didn't touch the football at all this week he was like i think he was on for like a handful of like bass blocking snaps and that was it and even then, I, I don't know how much, like, pass blocking he did, per se. Um, Tua, I believe that's a good point because I think I think uh, he might be back next Sunday. Like, don't quote yeah. me on that. That's still iffy. Like, I know the 17th of October was, like, initially floated as when he could be back. Uh, so, you know, TBD. Um, I did want to back up this a little bit back to Tom Brady like I'm old enough to remember when this Miami Dolphins' defense was like considered to be like this incredible, like, (laughs) like phenomenal pass rush, but can also like, you know, completely shut down the, like, like, you know, like, like no, no fly zone levels. Like basically (laughs) like, like a, like a juggernaut. And like today they just got completely dismantled, like, and humiliated. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's like this over eager enthusiasm behind this like defensive unit that is on the, like, this is, like, the, on the defense. Like, it's not because the offense can't sustain drives as much. It's because the defense just couldn't stop anybody. Like, anytime yeah. you're seeing, you're seeing Gio Bernard, he's, he's free in space. Like, the nearest defender is, like, 15 yards away, right? Or or Brown or Evans or Godwin. Like, it's just, man, it's just, like, what the Bucs are doing is, like, legitimately, I don't know, devil, devil magic levels. like, kind of play. You, you shouldn't be doing this at, like, 42, man.
2: Yeah, it's like and also like get Xavier and Howard out of here. Like I'm so sick of this stuff with all these cornerbacks that have like four good games and everybody, you know, starts like bowing down to them. Like I'm I'm so over all this stuff with this stupid cornerback garbage. It's so yeah,
3: Yeah, Xavier Howard looks really good getting roasted by like pretty much like, I think anyone who got a football today, I think like near yeah. him. I think I think Tyler Johnson also popped off, right, for three Three catches for 42 yards. Like that's ridiculous, man. Like when you're getting cooked by like all these guys, right? Like it's just like like it's like you just you just gotta go with it. I don't know, man. Like it's 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 just weird. Um, I did want to get like your thoughts here just a little bit on on Jalen Waddle. Uh, you know, six targets, two for 31 there. Um, you know, better days ahead for this guy. What are you doing? Because he was a serious kind of almost like jock lock. Uh, type of guy if you're looking for someone to run this game back with
2: yeah I mean that that was frustrating for sure like he um you know you're you're never gonna see uh from like a DFS perspective you're never gonna see uh look at this game and be like Gaskin is the guy to run it back with (laughs) like (laughs) that was just like the stone nuts to do um and I'm sure I'm sure later that um yeah, I mean Waddle's gonna get Waddle's gonna get this probably this level of of targets. Um I mean, what what do you what can you really like looking back on it, like what can you really expect from him? He's gonna get a half dozen targets. It's still Jacoby Brissett. Like he's a serviceable <laughs> NFL backup quarterback, but like for fantasy purposes, like he's not gonna jump off the page. Like the reason why Gaskin had such a good game is because of who Brissett is you know what I mean like it's that's the that's the rub at this point like looking back you're like well yeah of course like even if Waddle gets eight targets like what is his ceiling in this offense even even though they had to throw so much like it worked out perfectly for you to need a run back on the other side and it still didn't work for him so like when Mm -hmm. when will it with at least with Brissett, like maybe Maybe you could say, all right, Tua comes and efficiency comes up in, in some sense. But, I mean, I don't know. That's That's been an up and down proposition as well with, with Tua. So, who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was frustrating to, uh, you know, if you rostered Waddle today. The other guy who's been frustrating for a long time in this team who got seven targets is Gasicki. Um, I mean, do you think... Like they're still giving him targets and he's still kind of not producing with them. Is it time for us to kind of give up on Gasicki's breakout hopes, especially with Brissett at QB? I
2: mean, I think I think we probably have to I think we probably have to stick with it, honestly. Like <laughs> I think I think that they're at a certain point, like the tight end landscape is just so disgusting that you like you're essentially just hoping for like, you know, a couple of touchdowns here and there and you're going to be like. Like Dawson Ox, like TE six right now. And it's yeah. just all touchdowns. And like, he hasn't even done that well, like from a volume perspective or anything, but like if they're going to target him in the red zone, then like, he's going to be fine. Um, so Gasecki, you're hoping that those touchdowns come. But again, with this offense, um, they don't look, they don't look particularly explosive and, you know, Brissette can, can pepper him with targets all he wants. But if, if they're only going to score 17 points, uh, you know, a week and only get a couple of touchdowns, I think that you're, you're, you're going to get a, a two touchdown week here and there. And in DFS that probably provides like an outsized return where you can be happy about it. Um, and hopefully his, his price stays where it is, or even drops a little bit as he, you know, stays inefficient. Um, and if you just kind of stick with it at some point, you would imagine that he has that payoff week where people are just giving up. Like people are, you know, in season long or, or dropping him or whatever. And we'll probably not dropping him because tight ends are garbage, but um, at least considering benching him. And at that point, He's gonna have, you know, the the five catch for 80 yards and two touchdowns, and like you'll need him to win anything on on DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever.
3: Yeah, it's a good thing that you mentioned that about like the 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 sadness that's a TE landscape. If only because if only because um I do find it interesting to see how much like the Everything's been shaken up from like these preseason expectations, right? Like, you could get guys like uh Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz for free. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and what's his name? Because like everyone thought that other guy, uh, the other Dallas tight end, the, the one who they were all Jarwin. over-drafting last year, yeah, the overdrafted guy, yeah, like Jarwin. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah him, both of them? like, uh. <laughs> Not both, yeah. No, Jarwin, Jarwin last year was like I think going at like the five, like the five-six turn in FFPC. Um, it was just like okay. the hype, the hype was <laughs> just, just like ridiculous. Like it was it was ridiculous. Um, but but yeah, no, these guys who see healthy volume like are, are pretty interesting. I remember like Jar, like Jared Daigle actually wrote that he might be considering and like in like not a joke type of way, was he was like considering, I think slotting in uh dalton schultz ahead of Kyle pitts for like the rest of the season which i thought was kind of interesting um yeah because to matt's points a little bit of just to go to volume game you want to roster these guys are getting that right Um, yeah i mean
2: and also you figure as far as the tight ends go like from you know zooming back to like draft season you're you're talking about like when you look at these season-long projections from whatever whatever site it doesn't matter who it is um If you look from like tight end five to tight end 15, they're separated by like, right. So like you're, you're talking about such a fragile projection to begin with, because there's, you know, this guy gets tackled on the one three times during the year and he's eight spots lower (laughs) for the season. So there there's all of that that has to go into it too and when you're talking about you know season long we know that like Kelsey is going to get all these all these looks right we know that Waller's going to get all these looks and then yeah like we hope Kittle and then he gets hurt right or <laughs> or Pitts is a unicorn and he's going to you know he had a good day today obviously this morning but he's been disappointed and it and it took like everybody on the falcons dying for it to work for him <laughs> like he needed all of that extra to sort of be to get that breakout game and like who knows they were playing the jets like Waller had that game against the jets last year too right like the i don't know i just i think i think we're we joke a lot. we're just wrong so much um yeah. but like with with tight end we're we're not taking I don't think at least me personally, I'm not taking enough shots. Like when I'm doing all these best ball drafts over the summer or I'm entering, you know, joining all these leagues, I'm not taking enough shots at these like super late tight ends. And I'm talking myself into these middle tight ends that end up, you know, being, you have to rely on the touchdowns for it to work. And like, we're not, we're not in that business. Like we know, we know better than to, to try to project that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, Good point, and it's why I'm I, you know every year I don't even go into the season intending to do this, but I always end up on most of my teams going with an elite tight end at one of those spots if I can. But, um, you mentioned Kyle Pitts, he uh, I saw a tweet I think from Matthew Friedman that said through his first five games, he's got more receiving yards than any other tight end in history so far. Um, after today, of course, but, um, I guess, what is your outlook? on him for the rest of the season, given how he performed today.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, unfortunately he's, he's not going to play the jets 12 more times, Um, (laughs) but (laughs) that would, that would help for sure. Um, I I think we're going to get more of the same. I think that he's probably going to have, I don't know, three, maybe four more of these games, like today's game um and he's going to have a bunch of games where he sees all these targets and the offense just doesn't click and he's disappointing like i think he's going to look excellent in end of the year ranking but i think he's also going to i think he's going to kind of hurt some season long teams that are just playing him every week um i'll be super interested to see his his win rates um once the season is over cuz i I my intuition is that he's going to be uh, he's going to rank very highly for for his season long rank and have sort of a, a than expected win rate. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, lower uh, lower than expected win rate.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's going to be. Um, although, nah, I I don't know. I, I'm kind of in between. I I think. I think that he's going to probably show up actually a little bit better in best ball. And I think some people are going to mm-hmm. complain that they had him on his seat on their season long teams, like, you know, managed leagues. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think no, that maybe, maybe that's how it actually shakes out.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, given where he was drafted in best ball, I think you would, you'd have to have a pretty good season to return the sort of, uh, the sort of win rate you would, you would need for it to make a difference. Yep. But, uh, Yeah. I wonder if you could speculate, where do you think he'll go next
2: year in best ball? I think, I mean, realistically, I think he'll probably, uh, like going where, where Kittle was. I think that would, I think he'll, he'll flip with Kittle. Um, But again, like, he could have, you know, say he has, say he has five more games like this. He's going to be in the second round. Like yeah. if he has three more games like this, he'll probably be where Kittle was. And if he has no more games like this, he'll probably be exactly where he was last year. And it'll just be, you know, uh, you know, rookie, rookie stuff. Like, it, it you know, it's, yeah. it, it, it's fine. Like we're yeah. it's going to happen next year. And then it's like, who's the quarterback, like what's happening in Atlanta. Like there's going to be a million questions moving forward with him. Um but yeah, I think I think he probably slots in somewhere between where he was going this past year and and Kittle's spot would be my my first guess.
3: Yeah, he probably wind up as a TE three, right? I would yeah. assume like that, like that's where he should settle in next year. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like in, and, and as far as like the entire like leads like all like res, like TEs and receiving yards, like that's kind of like like that's that's almost expected, right? Even throughout history. This is like I think a little unprecedented in the fact that you know the Falcons cleared the deck for bits. It just so happens that he's listed as tight end. It's not like like a lot mm-hmm. of the other teams didn't go in clearing the decks for George Kittle, right? right? Like that was in the case. Like, Kittle was a sixth round pick, right? Like yeah. like like you know like uh, the Falcons decided they were moving on from Julio and decided they were going to stick with Matt Ryan and draft bits as some kind of like Julio surrogate. I don't know, man. Like it just, like it still doesn't make any sense because um you know, like this was like an aging contending team. So like they could have, and should have had actually tore down to rebuild versus reload via rookie tight end. I don't know, man. Like, like, like that's just like, you know, very weird. I mean, Pitts is a really good player. It really helps that he's a TE as opposed to, you know, you know, like, because of just the uniqueness he has at the spot. I just, I don't know. Um, it's it's definitely going to be interesting because I think a lot of, he might actually be overdrafted next year. Where you, like, Matt, like, he might actually wind up as a TE too, I think. Like, maybe going a little bit on that sophomore year of, like, leap. Especially if his, like, you know, current role stays unchanged.
1: Well, it kind of depends how, uh, I mean, how Waller Waller finishes. But yeah, you can see a lot of these guys. Like if Hawkinson finishes strong, yeah. Mark Andrews has a stretch of good games. You could see any of them kind of jump into that range.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, another rookie I want to get some thoughts on had a big game today. Jamar Chase caught six of ten targets and uh, what do you have? One hundred and fifty-nine yards.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and the score. Right, right. Uh, it looked like he almost had one more, I think, but they they ended up calling that back. I didn't see the whole thing. But, I mean, in any case, you know, are we ready to proclaim him the best uh, best wide receiver in the NFL? That that question froze, Matt.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it, the, the, the scorching <laughs> hotness. No, I mean, look. He like he's good. Like people people decided that a couple of like training camp drops and like this weird this weird white stripe quote that he had like (laughs) meant like he was just gonna fall out of the NFL by like week seven. Um it's just the weirdest, like that whole thing was so bizarre. Like I you know, I would be lying if I wasn't like a little hesitant and being like, Oh, you know, like maybe he's gonna start slow or whatever, but like we knew who he was. Like, I don't, like, I don't understand <laughs> that like people thought he couldn't catch a football because it's inflated a little. Like, I don't, I just, I can't get with these like narrative, like all these people just like lose their minds over every blurb. And it's just like, like people let his ADP drop at the end of the summer Yeah, because he, yeah. I I just, I can't, he's, he's very good, I'm hoping that the uh the Bengals continue to hopefully throw um and you know keep you know sort of get back to like when we thought um when we thought zach Tyler- Taylor was like aggressive and and maybe somewhat smart um if they could get if they could get back to that at some point um that would that would be that would be even better for him but i think that this offense as a whole like having those three wide receivers, is just like beyond um, like they can, they can really do whatever they want as long as Burrow's healthy. Uh, and the scheme is even like, like um, I think that Chase is going to have a ton more of these games. I think Higgins is going to be uh, great. And I think Boyd will be fine also.
3: Yeah. It's it's, 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 it's a good thing you bring up the Burrow health thing. Cause he was rushed to the hospital following the game today, like for a, Throat contusion. I hope everything's okay with Borrow that this isn't particularly serious. Um, I haven't heard anything else. Um, uh, but I mean to, to, to your point, Matt, like, you know, like the fact that this team has decided to go from being incredibly pass happy in Neutral Script to becoming just this oh my god like like they're winning in the exact opposite ways that we <laughs> thought they'd be winning they're still winning but like we they, like, like they're yeah. just not doing it the way that we thought like it's this really ugly slow offense not a lot of passing very um run heavy um and even today like like, like zach taylor and his love affair with joe mixon like got him a touchdown like even though like mixon is clearly clearly less than possibly even 10 percent, he still put him out there it's, it's um, you know, P. Ryan did a lot of damage today on the ground, too. They also had Chris Evans mix in. You know, like, like, like this is a team that you'd expect to see a lot more passing because Joe Burrow is very, very good. I saw someone actually mention, um, I think someone from PFF last week, like, mentioned that, like, Joe Burrow kind of is not good. Like, he's just, like, kind of this, like, league average quarterback. Whereas Whereas, like, you know... I think that that's completely wrong like um like like it's just like just 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 wrong like I'm sorry like yeah he's an older prospect and we don't like those as much but like he's still very very good um I think I just having Jamar Chase makes him that much better I don't know man like it's just it's it's fun it's fun seeing them these guys actually work and I'm hoping that like Higgins is back to you know his normal self it just sucks cuz the buy there, like the, like the expected points by there could be a lot higher if they were just passing a lot more.
1: Yeah. It's funny to say that Burrow is like a, a league average QB. Cause we really haven't seen him have that many opportunities this season. Like, uh, you know, today he threw 38 passes and that was his season high by yeah. uh, last, you know, previous week he was at 32. That was his previous season high. So, um i mean yeah you hope that eventually the Bengals will kind of unleash this offense but uh it certainly doesn't look hopeful
2: yeah yeah it's 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 definitely frustrating they they came into the week in neutral script like a 55% pass rate which yeah. is 22nd looks like yeah, yeah. um yeah i mean Again, hope hopefully that hopefully that uh, that comes up a little bit. Luckily, though, they are still being efficient with those passes. So it's like it's almost like a Seattle East situation um, yeah. to a certain extent. <laughs> hmm.
3: Yeah, last year they were first, right, and pass rate above expected in neutral script. So it's just just it's a bummer that they're they're not <laughs> like where we thought they'd be um I did want to talk just a little bit about another rookie wide receiver here um in devonta Smith who caught you know seven of eight targets for 77 yards and you know for the Eagles today they went over the panthers um you know like like he's been kind of gangbusters from here on out like just from, the, from like stepping on a football field he's another one who saw a lot of his like his adp really like uh In the toilet for most of the off season like out of curiosity like when are you playing smith in dfs like if ever like it's it's just i find it very difficult to figure out the
2: eagles Mm -hmm. yeah i think i'm trying to think now this is week five i've i've probably i've probably stacked him hurts uh at least at least two weeks maybe three um I think that's that's really the 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 best way uh the best way to do it with him. I think that like he's what has he seen probably a half dozen targets every week at least. Um oh, yeah at least somewhere in that ballpark. Like he he had I think it was weeks one and three. He had like a weird, like kind of weird usage. Like he got targets, but like the air yards weren't there. Um I'm I'm not sure. I didn't watch the whole game today, so I don't know what you know obviously he had the eight targets but i don't know what the the air yards will shake out at but like he's had these games already where he's like up at like 160 160 air yards and that's like what more could you what more could you possibly want like a guy that's getting 6 to 8 targets and pushing over like 120 130 air yards um like i, I think we i think we have to probably start um a little bit he's been in like a weird he's been in a weird price range I feel like every week like he you have to kind of you have to go out of your way to prioritize him most weeks it seems like so far whereas like you know like he hasn't been like a true value and he hasn't been like you know expensive enough to be like oh you know I'm gonna get this cheap running back so that I can fit him in like he's just sort of been in the middle no matter what so I think he's been like kind of kind of forgotten here and there. Um, and I think that probably continues until, you know, I guess he scored a touchdown week one, but I don't think he's scored since. Um, so I think that probably continues until he gets that, you know, that two touchdown game and then, you know, then you're too late. So I, I think I'm probably just going to continue to throw him in a couple of GPP lineups, um, every week, especially with a stack like Hertz. Um, obviously we, We've seen his upside. We know that he has, um, you know, putting the them together uh, is is sort of the best way to uh, the best way to get exposure there.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at over the last four weeks. He's got over 100 air yards per game. No one else on the Eagles has more than 45. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, seems, rager, seems good for
2: him <laughs> yeah
1: rager's at 45 um but he i mean he was awful again today and they're just not even using him that much we're using him in that role that he used to have right davante smith has taken over this deep role and rager kind of um you know he's doing nothing so um you know he's he, kind of lost we talked about it last week but yeah, for sure. He's like taking a step back, even from where he was. Yeah, Quez
3: has kind of taken over, right? Like, like Quez is yeah. really kind of taken over there. And then you've got Kenny Gainwell, who's like, I mean, like the he can't, like he can't like subsist on those RB targets, like you know, fighting with two other running backs for the same de- shallow depth of target there. Like, it's it's not on, man. Especially not in a game like this. Like, there's not much going on, right? Like, and he's not turning those. Like, and he still had five targets. Not bad. It's just not doing anything with them. Yeah. There's no yak.
1: There's no yak, and there's no air yards, so it's hard, you know, yeah. in that situation to. uh nah, not a great combo <laughs> to score fantasy points. <laughs> he's basically
3: he's basically Zach Ertzing it out there, right? Like catching the football and falling down. <laughs> Um, yeah. I did, I, th- th- there was a fun game here for narrative lovers in, I think it was Cortland Sutton's birthday today. Let me, uh, let me double check that. You I think it, yeah, he, it was his birthday today. He had like, uh, he got seven of 11 targets for 120 yards in a TD today. Uh, the Broncos lost, but like, I mean, this is pretty impressive because like, you know, like the like report shot at camp was he rolled his ankle pretty badly, like pretty severely on Friday. And like, he was like a game time decision for today. So, you know, to, to come out there and to really sort of get like, reannounce yourself to the world was, was, was kind of cool, especially on your birthday, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I mean, I, I took, I'm taking the, I'm taking the L on Sutton. I, I did not draft him nearly enough. I was so, I was so heavy on Judy. And I mean, obviously we're, we're not going to know how that, you know, could have, could have turned out with the injury. Um, but like, he had a great game and all, but I, I mean, I was watching red zone and the Broncos look like hot garbage in the red zone. Like (laughs) there were, there were so many sequences where like they had, there was like a second and goal from the five and like Bridgewater takes a sack and they have like third. From the 20th, they just had no, like, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not like a film guy, but like, I can tell, like, when, <laughs> when things just aren't, when there's just no, there's just no plan. Like, they were just running around like their hair was on fire, and it was, it was comical. And then, um, something, something else weird happened towards the end of the game. Um, they, it, it just, it just looked like they didn't, they literally didn't know what to do when they got in the red zone, like that that long, long ish touchdown to Sutton was like the best thing that could have possibly happened because if they got (laughs) into the red zone, they weren't going to score because they just, they just (laughs) don't have it. They just didn't have it going today. Uh, once they, once they got in close, Teddy was just running for his life. He was taking these awful sat, like it was, it was really, it was really bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked Sutton previous to this, um, I, I, I kind of was hoping that he would, actually I was hoping that this would be like sort of a down year Judy kind of, kind of, you know, thrives. And then Sutton is like the big post-type sleeper, uh, next year, but alas, doesn't look like it's, doesn't look like it's shaping up <laughs> that
3: way. That was just, I mean, that's just injuries, man. Like Judy, it was looking like that when they, before Judy got hurt. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Realistically, if the Broncos want to solve this red zone issue, they gotta just unleash Javante, right? Like, like what are they, like what are they doing? Like, why are you letting this guy, like, why are you stifling him? I, I mean, at, the, at this point, that like, he really was like making plays in the open backfield. Like, he was the only guy who was able to get behind, like, like consistently getting into the second line of of, of defense. Like he was the only one who was actually able to really put up any resistance against the Steelers is like pass rush or defense. Right? Like it, and 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 to be clear, TJ Watt looked like phenomenal today. It was the only game that I get in market. So we it was what I had to watch. But like he was all over the place. I think Mahomes is about to run for 50 yards. No, he's not. Just kidding. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's just it's just it's just like he looked like Javante legitimately looked very, very explosive. And it really calls into question why they're not giving him way more. Like why? Like I understand Melgo like they like like the team likes him, like they they view him as like a you know stalwart veteran. But like at some point, you need to start using your explosive playmakers, right? And and I'm like Melgo has been around for a while. I'm sure he knows he's not the guy he used to be at this point, (laughs) right? Like you you can just tell. Like he just knows what his limits are. Like you and and like when you're trailing, they really should just be using only Javante. I don't know, man. Pretty frustrating.
2: Yeah, I mean the. So as far as like you know the the Twitter, the echo chamber that we all sort of exist in, and that you know we all write all this content and like, you know, proclaim it like better or whatever. Like I think that that I think I I've caught myself a lot lately being like you know like they. Like the coaches, like they see everything at practice. Like they do all these things. Like, I don't feel that way about the Broncos. Like they need to, whatever they're doing, it's stupid that like, I don't, I don't agree. Like, I like, why are you using Melvin Gordon? It does not, it does not make any sense to me. Um, and I know better in this situation, other situations. I might not know better, but this particular situation, <laughs> it is very clear that they need to be using Javante like way more. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that keeps, you know, he keeps sort of eating away and he has like a good second half of the season that that's kind of, that's probably best case scenario. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's like a, there's a non-zero chance that it's just going to stay this way all year. Cause Vic Fangio, I mean yeah yeah uh, one of, one yeah, of defin- the worst <laughs> yeah
1: definitely a non-zero chance that it'll stay this way but i mean you know sort of the trend with these rookie running backs is that they will come on stronger yeah. later in the year they'll be they'll be uh, you know taking over their backfield just in time for the fantasy playoffs so i think you know seeing Javante get as many touches as Gordon today is is encouraging, you know, for whatever it's worth. It's still, the Broncos, though, so who knows?
3: Yeah, um, I don't know. It's um, <laughs> it's 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 going to be interesting because they are. I mean, three and two, they are a winning team. But I did want to hop over to um to a couple of really interesting afternoon games. Um, really quick. Uh, I had a question for you, Matt. Like yeah, I know you're a big Giants fan, and it's a bit of it's a huge shame that they lost Kenny Galladay, Saqu- Saquon Barkley, and his his injury was just it still burned in my brain. And then Daniel Jones that really disgusting hit. But Kadarius Tony has really this is going to sound <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like, like, like okay, so. Okay, so what are we doing, man? We go through all this. We have all our like fancy prospect models and everything else, and Kedarius only comes out and just says, "Nope." Like this is very <laughs> like this is a very OBJ-esque kind of like st- like start to his career, right? Like yeah. he's missing all of training camp. He's yep. missed like a <laughs> few games. He just comes up and like rolls up like two hundred, like almost two hundred yards. Like what's going on? Like what is he for real?
2: I mean, I I don't, I I don't and didn't think so. Um, <laughs> like, I, I think, but you still I, don't think so, right? Like the like the parallels are obviously there. Um, I think, I think that there's uh, there's something to be said for the fact that like there were you know what like seventeen injuries that had to make this happen. Yeah, um, and like it also. I don't know if you watch him. I feel like I keep going into like filmy stuff and I really like, I'm not, I'm not that guy, but like, if you watch him, like all of the things that he could theoretically do well, like all these, these move, like these jump cuts and the, like these, this quick movement, like he looks like he's holding a loaf of bread. And like, there is a very real chance that he just, he just has like two of these games this year. And just, we never hear from him again. Like, I think that that's more, m- much more likely. Well, obviously much more likely than him being Odell, but like, it's, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not ready to just be like, no, he's he, like, let's forget everything we thought about him, uh, you know, six weeks ago. And, and like annoying, I was literally having this argument in a group chat full of other Giants fans, uh, all kids I went to high school with. And I don't know why I say kids. I'm like 33 years old. But you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) I was literally just having this argument with them. And I'm just, I, my prior on him is too strong to just be like, no, he's good now. Like, that's just, that's just how it works. (laughs) Like, I just, I can't do it. And then he punched a guy and got kicked out. So like, not, not the, not a great way to finish your breakout, (laughs)
3: Yeah, I mean, to 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 that end, I don't think we've ever seen OBJ ever get close to where he was in his rookie year like ever, right? Like it's been like he was a ghost today and Baker Mayfield threw the football like I think a season high I believe it was a season high. Um, I'm trying to find the game here. I think he threw the ball a season high 32 times, yeah. And he <laughs> saw like he saw like three targets Got two for twenty, and he dropped like a sitter on fourth down to convert. Right, like he just didn't see anything. Like he's lost, he's lost playing time to Rashard Higgins and yeah. Donovan People Jones and David Njoku, Right, like, 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 like. I think, I think that like OBJ's rookie season was so, so good that it like primed us to think of him as this like elite player, and maybe he was. And like maybe there's something going on behind the scenes that like we really never saw because there must have been a reason for the Giants to have shipped him off. Right. Yeah. especially after being him it's a shame
1: obj wishes he were Kadarius
2: tony <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i like i said i think i think that the it's one of those like it feels slightly gadgety and i'm not ready to like i'm not ready to just be like oh like he's he's just going to be like that dude like he was like how many good games did he have in college? Like like what did he like what did he do? Uh
3: I think he had oh my god, that's a good question. Um died. I don't like, even know. He did for Florida, right?
1: Yeah, he had I mean, you know, if you he had one good season, right, his senior year, but if you looked at his career up until his senior year like objectively he was undraftable. He was not good um, until he was a senior, which is a major red flag. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. My prior is pretty strong on him, but it's so hard to deny these
2: kind of stat lines. I mean, I'm sure I like, if we look back, like I, I bet like Tavon Austin had a game like this. Like that's what it feels like to me. Right. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, that that might be an overstatement. Maybe he never had like a thirteen-target game. He probably didn't. But <laughs> like, it's a. Although actually, he had some of those weird like you know ten catches for like forty-yard games that were uh, that were always, always um Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, was it also feels... arguably
1: a way better prospect.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, but but just from like a just from like the like a stylistic perspective just like he he seems he seems very gadgety and yeah like he needed they literally had nothing they had nothing else to do today than throw to him like especially by the time they they rolled into the second half and then it's like you know he's taking these like Mike Glennon targets for like long game like I don't know it just it all felt very perfect stormish and Mm -hmm. I I would need him I, w- I would need to to see him, you know, earn targets on a consistent basis, like stay on the field. He had an injury during camp. Um, he was kind of being like a bonehead during camp as well. And what he got kicked out of the freaking game today. So like, <laughs> I mean, let's like, let's call a spade a spade here. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. That like,
1: And his computer can't handle all this kadarius tony
2: yeah no, it just it's, it's it's
1: just i mean it's a shame
3: his, his internet won't have it it's just a shame because of saquon barkley man like he was completely like he was back he he earned six targets in the prior two games like he was back and then he just had his ankle rolled up on and it looked gross yeah yeah it just feels so bad for him um it's, it's a bummer gary left with a knee injury uh yeah well, kind, kind of like what matt was saying is just like it took and Shepard and and then Slayton are out. Like it took forever for him to really, I like, had to be like the primary focal point. Um, I mean, I mean, kudos yeah. to yeah, kudos to the Giants for actually fixing, for actually you know deciding to focus on Tony. Yeah, like I, I actually, you know what, I'm, I'm coming around to it, Matt. Like this feels a bit like a trap game to where if you're gonna overreact, he should be rostered in twelve team leagues. But if you're gonna like uh, take him into mega chalk range next week. Uh, with uh, DK, like I think, especially because he's probably like super unowned this week, I think you're going to be in for a nasty surprise if if uh, a lot of the Giants players are fully healthy next week, especially yeah. against the Rams.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, I, I think that I think people are getting generally getting sharper with things like that, um, and I'm I'm imagining that he's going to, you know, sort of settle at the at the proper ownership like I don't think people will overreact too too much um but if for whatever reason like you know if if Slayton uh and Galladay and no Barkley like there there's a chance that he just is complete chalk next week I don't know if prices are out yet but um and there's a real chance that he's chalked Next week and I will very gladly be fading that show. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be okay. I mean,
3: um, you know, I bricked I bricked four of the last four slates that I played. You know, well, I'm gonna make it five of five. You know, getting dusted today was not the worst thing that's happened. You know, you leave for not first or last, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, the the thing about DFS this year for me has been um, I've I've oscillated between being like, you know what? We're going to trust the projections this week. Like the the numbers are the numbers and we're not going to worry about ownership and we're just going to do what the numbers say. And then that fails. And then the next week I'm like, nope, not going to do it. Not eating any truck. No way, no how, not going to (laughs) happen. And then of course, you know, it, it it goes the complete opposite direction. And it's literally just been, just been whack-a-mole uh pretty much all all year so far
3: <laughs> just gotta yeah just gotta just just gotta like pick a lane and stick with it right like I, I think i had like the the right process uh bad results um and then you know getting dusted by the chalk doesn't help but yeah it is it, you know it is weird. i mean if, if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna fade like a bunch of like high owned plays that all smash you're just gonna not have a good
2: day right so yeah, I I would feel better if I was just sticking to my guns and doing like game theory type stuff. Yeah. Um but the fact that I've I've eaten the chalk when it failed and 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 faded the chalk when it's hit has been uh has has not been great for the old mental health.
3: <laughs> no, that's that that will get you that, that'll get you like every time, man.
2: Yeah, I just I have to just say forget it. I have to play it like I do golf and just do uh just and go just... straight game theory.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's nothing else coming from it. <laughs> well,
1: we're only four weeks into the season, so there's a lot of time to uh... five. Oh five yeah, weeks. five weeks now. That's right. Shoot, oh man, you can tell how good my season's been. Yeah. there's a lot of time to a lot of time to oscillate back and forth a few more times. So, yep, we're good all right with that we'll call it a night special thanks to our guest matt jones uh matt what do you got going on this season
2: i've been doing some showdown content over at ftn and uh i've actually i'm i'm pretty pumped about it i've been doing or started last week uh, i'm doing sort of like a, a deep dive into some random data uh on tuesdays and that's free over there so even if you're not a sub uh you're more than welcome to check it out i did some stuff about um like average field position last week and uh i'm actually doing an article about kickoffs to just completely completely alienate alienate uh, everybody on tuesday so look out look out for that <laughs> nice uh yeah
1: actually that <laughs> sounds like weirdly a lot of fun so i would <laughs> i would definitely be interested in checking those out um yeah, if you're if you're in the market for some really good kickoff content, you know where to go now. Here All I right. am. I'll, yeah, yeah. Definitely check out Matt's work. Follow him at Matt Jones TFR. Uh, for Hassan, I'm Blair Andrews. Thanks for listening.